Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode, a special bonus episode of the Cinematography for Actors podcast. We are live from the VIP lounge at the TCL Chinese Theater here in Hollywood, California, as the official podcast partner of the 19th annual Oscar qualifying Holly Shorts Film Festival. I am one of your hosts in this uh, two co-host situation, uh, Indiana Hi. Underhill, co-founder of CFA and a cinematographer. And then we have Florian Anderson, who is one of the partners at CFA, who is a writer, director, and actor. We are joined here today with someone whose film I greatly admire and really enjoyed watching at the Berkshires Film Festival when we met back a few months ago. Yep. Um, and that is Tommy Kane, who is based in Los Angeles now, right? Yes, I yeah. am. Yep. And um, New Shoes, you are the director, writer, producer and composer i didn't know composer so that's awesome yeah that's actually how i kind of sort of got into this whole thing um i've always been a fan of movies and i wrote movies for a long time but the idea of directing one was always like seemed kind of like impossible a little bit but um through my love of music and making music for people that would come to me and go hey i'm making a movie will you compose I was like, sure. And then because of that, I wound up watching the whole process and started going, this is a little bit more something I probably could do than I thought. Accessible. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Achievable. And so new shoes, I've seen it, which is very rare for these interviews, which I love because I can probably dive into it a little more with you and with Florian as well. Um, Before we dive in, though, can you talk to us about the log line for new shoes for those who haven't seen it? Sure. Um, Well, it's basically about a, a young boy and he lives with his mother who is a sex worker and also has a drug problem and uh there ends up being a conflict when um she has a choice to make on either using the money for drugs or using the money for um buying him shoes that he needs for school and um and it kind of results in this whole dramatic uh thing that kind of spirals out of control um and he sort of has this uh um really kind of messed up dynamic with his mom where he feels like he's sort of his hero and it's sort of a trauma bond relationship and he sits outside with a brick while she's in the apartment doing things with uh, guys and in case she were to be harmed or they were to rip her off or something of that nature and so it's uh, you know that's pretty much the the gist of the story yeah yeah and so this film is um, not only incredibly uh, emotional and um, I can imagine connective tissue for a lot of people who have, who have gone through similar situations or uh, family dynamics, but it is also beautifully composed and shot. Um, can you talk to us about choosing visual language for such an emotional film? Oh, yeah, that was fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was, like, the be- the most fun. And I think that's when I realized that this is, like, all I want to do for the rest of my life. Oh, I love that. <laughs> wow. Telling a story visually is so incredible. Because, yes. as I'm sure you probably know, it's, yeah. like, different than the words, than the language. It's, like, the angles and what you do all say something. Um, the DP on it was Luke Ong. And uh, I couldn't have possibly asked for a better DP. He was actually introduced to me by my friend Boyan, who also assisted on the movie and was a co-director as well. And, uh, and he basically he told me, he said, you got to get this kid. You got to bring this kid in. And I said, sure. And, uh, and I brought him in, brought him in and I could, I would like, I don't want anyone. To, I don't, I, I like yeah. really want to just keep working with him. Absolutely. He's so beautiful at what he does. Yeah. Um, but we, we talked about a lot of the different shots, um, and what we were going to do as far as like how we were going to tell the story. And some of them, uh, that I really kind of fell in love with was the shot through the beads um, when the the when Tristan and his mom Elaine were dancing, uh, which was like a I don't know I felt I felt like that was kind of something that I you know I kind of whenever I watch it I'm like 
That's the shot I'm like, yes, that one. And of course, it was Boyan who actually had the idea to do, and he, he's such a genius, to do the over-the-shoulder um, I'm sorry, or the the shot of the uh, the fo- the the Mother's Day photo yeah. during the scene, the inappropriate you know yes. uh, scene, and um and I feel like that was you know brilliant of him to come up with that because uh like I really had like I struggled with wanting to know how I could tell what happened truthfully but tastefully. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like something like that is very <laughs> that's a pretty difficult thing to do. Yes. So. Um, but yeah, that was that was uh, those two things. I think were um, sort of like uh, out of all the different things that we came up with, were the two that stand out to me as like the you know yes. the most important ones we've come up with. And <laughs> this was your so this is first time directing. This is your first short. It was yes, it was okay. my first. So with the um, number of sensitive uh, themes and topics, and like we were just talking about doing it tastefully, things like that. But whatever choice you've made around those that subject matter. How did you work with cast um, around telling that accurately, but also in a way that um, was a safe set? Um, great question. Um, well, it, what, it, what it came down to ultimately was I knew that for the purposes of making it look real, because I'm very big on that. Yeah. Like, um, uh, am I allowed to mention a, a, a well-known? Yep. Okay. Yes. Um, Andrea Arnold yep. is like... I absolutely love her yes. work. <laughs> She's like one of my favorite. Yeah. And uh, I really wanted to make something that was real feeling the way she kind of captures that. And so I knew to do that, that I needed to have the, the actors kind of have time together to just sort of, you know, and obviously with during COVID and everything, yeah. it was like, it was kind of people couldn't travel. So they FaceTimed and they spent a lot of time FaceTiming each other and talking to each other and going over lines together and um, Laura, who played Elaine, was was uh, kind of the honestly the catalyst of all of that. She was uh, awesome to work with for that reason. She uh, she was like you know the one that was so adamant at talking to everybody and making sure that they would interact with her and everything. And it it was uh, I was fortunate. I had a really good group of people that really wanted to really tell the story the way it really happened. Wow. And uh, and not really kind of be like. You know, oh, I want to, you know, I have this idea of what I'm looking to do, but more like, tell me who your mom was or tell me who you were and yeah. like really wanted to know the, the real way it played out. So that I was fortunate. How, because this was based off of um, a personal story, is that correct? So yeah. um, themes from it. So how important was it to you and did this change of telling it accurately from your eyes versus these like just the situation itself getting the emotions right like did you have to have the color blanket that you remember or the color wall that was present um the way that uh the characters looked in real life or was it more about the emotion um it was more about the emotion okay some of the things that we wanted to make sure and like we wanted we wanted to make sure we got right was it's based in the 90s okay but we didn't want to tell anybody that we just wanted to tell it through visual which is like, you know, yeah, you know, it's it's and it's a task to pull off. But we were like, OK, let's get, you know, I wanted to get um, that accurate. But in terms of how the wallpaper was or what type of like I, I actually tried to go to the location that this took place. Wow. at. Yeah, I went to the apartment this took place at and uh, knocked on the door. And the guy that answered uh looked like Charles Manson. Okay, got like, it. And, uh, and had a very long, 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 long beard. Okay. And he was like, what do you want? And, uh, and I was like, uh, 
can we shoot a film here? And he's like, no, and slammed the door on me. Oh, and my I was like, God. Well, there goes that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so. You're like, well, maybe I'll have more control if I step aside from that. It's just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Okay, exactly. And that made it kind of difficult because it was an efficiency apartment. Yeah. And that's a rarity because efficiencies are usually just one room with a bathroom and a kitchen area of that one room. Got it. And it was hard to find a location where we could get that. So we had to actually get a full apartment and then block off all parts of it wow. and only use certain parts to give that effect. Wow. Yeah. So you mentioned you composed the music for the movie. Um, how did you use music as a form of storytelling? Oh, um, well, I mean... Uh, another great question. I love music in general, and I've been doing music all my life. It's actually how I wound up in the entertainment industry a long time ago. And uh, I, I started off as a hip-hop artist, so I was always telling stories through lyrics. But then I kind of started falling in love with, like, you know, Thomas Newman is, like, one of my biggest idols Same. in the whole world. <laughs> I am like love him so much. And, um, and I was like, I really want to be able to know, like, because I, I would listen to like stuff he would say in interviews. And one of the things that I don't remember where I heard him say this, but I remember him saying to be able to create like a sadness that, that he would make music move slowly because people tend to move slowly when they're sad. And so he's like, you almost have to make the pacing of the of the music move the way a human being would move cool. when they're sad. Right. And it really resonated with me. So I was like. Um, when I was trying to do this, I was like, I really want to kind of borrow from that concept. And um, and I tried, you know, I just tried the best I could with what I had to work with to really write some stuff that I felt would, would I don't know, would do that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And, um, and, 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 you know, in certain parts where it got a little um, thought-provoking, I was trying to figure out how to musically be thought-provoking. And, um, yeah, it was... Uh, it was interesting because it was not to someone else's story, but to my to my own true story, and so that kind of made it, um, I don't know, like uh, more challenging. But mm-hmm. but uh, it was fun. Wow. <laughs> and know? how did you separate, or maybe you didn't, but did you separate have to separate yourself emotionally from the story that you were recreating, or kind of how did you navigate that process? Um, that was rough um, because. In the beginning, when we first started shooting, it was definitely making me like, like I thought like, oh, this was so long ago. Like I'll go in there, we'll bang this out. Right. I don't care, I can be completely detached. But when you start seeing people acting out exact things that you went through, totally. it started to kind of mess with me a little bit, but I also wanted to kind of keep my composure a little yeah. bit. So uh, I didn't really like um, let it be too obvious, but there was definitely some moments when I had to step away and just go, Jesus, is this like yeah. really happening right now? Are we really doing this? And, uh, it was, it was crazy. And now that throughout the whole process of obviously editing it and so many going through post-production so often, I've gotten a little desensitized to it, mm. but, uh, but one time I went like several months without watching it. And then I went and watched it again for the first time in a long time. And it actually hit me for the first time, wow. like emotionally the way I, the way I, you know, I was like, wow, this is like, you know, and then I had another moment like that, but uh, yeah. it was, it was awkward. Yeah. I think uh, I think that is also um, 
such a successful thing for it to hit you that hard because of something that that someone who has lived through that experience because it's the retelling of that personal story it's almost a really interesting thing because you're kind of coming at it from an audience perspective which a lot of filmmakers have a hard time seeing it truly just from an audience perspective and I think um, it's a testament to how successful um, this first film is for you so thank you uh, yeah of course so I'm so excited um, that new shoes is here as well at the Holly Shorts Film Festival and that I had the pleasure of seeing it at Biff. Uh, you can check out New Shoes tomorrow at 5 p.m. Uh, what block is it in? It's in the drama block. Awesome. Yeah. So drama block tomorrow at 5 p.m. at the Holly Shorts Film Festival. If you are not here in person, you can check it out at bitpixtv.com. Right there, bitpixtv. Uh, and that is the virtual fest that is ongoing with this one thank you so much Tommy no worries such a pleasure to have you here new shoes I really enjoyed watching and so I'm very excited for you to share it with the world that makes me so happy to hear thank you awesome (laughs) thank Thank you you guys so much see you next time this has been another episode of the Cinematography for Actors podcast. Follow us on wherever you listen to your podcast to keep up to date on new episode releases. We will be live through August 20th here at Holly Shorts Film Fest. If you're here, drop in and say a little hello at the VIP lounge. We also want to thank our sponsors, Apogee, Film Tools, Roscoe, Lightstone Rentals, Canon, and First Mile Tech. This is a special gift to you listeners. We partnered with We Make Movies to get you a discount on comprehensive production insurance packages. Use code CFA23 on your intake form for 10% off your quote by visiting wemakemovies.org insurance. If you missed any of our live streams, you can watch all of our interviews on our YouTube channel, Cinematography for Actors. And make sure you follow us on Instagram at Cinematography for Actors. You can also catch us in a more formal setting on Monday, August 14th at Japan House for a panel discussion on the importance of bridging the gap between talent and crew. You can get 20% off of your ticket purchase by using the code HSFF2023CFA at checkout. Thanks!